0: This is the Casper and Chris podcast
1: from News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 20 hour break is over.
0: Now back to the only morning show born in Idaho. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
2: Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, for those of you who are waking up going, oh, crap. <laughs> Don't forget uh, Walgreens. Oh, a minute. wait a minute. Yesterday. Yesterday, doing that. <laughs> wait a minute. Yesterday you said it was going to be
3: Ash Wednesday. <laughs> you never said anything about Valentine's
1: Day. I had a card. I had a card on my nightstand for my wife this morning. When and you I got, went, what's that for? You got it. <laughs> um
2: we uh due to a fiasco years ago uh, over valentine 's day don 't celebrate valentine 's day anymore um, however, my wife apparently uh found like the best way to say happy valentine 's day uh with a box of meat oh that 's kind of cool yeah so what, what I, i've sort got of, what
3: sort of meat are we jerky
2: having? uh manly wow. man original meat hearts so and they've they 've got inscriptions on them um say uh, like this one that says beef mine Meet me, meat, me, M E A T. Meet me.
1: Where do you get that? Where, where I have she...
2: no idea where she got it, and it's weird because, like I said, we don't celebrate, but she had this for me when uh, I woke up this morning. Um, that's the best way you can tell a man that you really do love them, is With by meat. giving giving them salted and cured meats because it is. The second most sensual of the salted and cured meats, bacon being number one, Yeah, uh, but it falls right in that category. So uh, I just wanted to tell her thank you this morning, because uh, that definitely is a great way to tell your man you love him by giving him meat. Right on. I believe. So, uh, don't forget if if you have done like Derek, our producer, and forgot that it is Valentine's Day, um, don't forget there are a lot of gas stations uh, around the Treasure Valley that sell last second well,
3: and every year flowers on, and and candy. Yeah, every every year there's a stand that has flowers and teddy bears and stuff like that uh, upon Fairview. Mm-hmm.
2: So you still, I mean, Flying Jay, you can get in there and you know get 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 some candy or some, something, Derek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, got, you got all you got all a lot of times they will sell wine. Oh, perfect. Yeah. 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 Uh a bucket chuck wine. So, yeah, so you got you got plenty of time yet today. Oh, yeah, Trader Joe's. It is also uh Ash Wednesday today. So, this is the day when you see somebody who has dirty forehead, don't point that out to him because it's mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's
3: the beginning of Lent. Last time I did that was in high school, but I have done that to somebody cuz <laughs> hey, I look, had no got, idea what Ash Wednesday was.
2: You got that right there. I think it was, uh
3: it was my boss. I was working at a bowling alley. And, uh, I mean, and, you know, we used to get dirty working on the machines. It was kind of a mechanic type of job. And uh, I just thought he had, you know, a smudge on his forehead. And so I, I reached over to actually try to wipe it off with a rag. <laughs> Oops.
2: And he says, no, 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 no. He says, I'm Catholic. I, I was like, uh, yeah, and? And? Yeah. Uh... And, and then it got explained to me. It was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Uh, Governor Brad Little came in, and he had uh, a mm-hmm. smudge on his forehead. That's true. Yeah. It wasn't Ash Wednesday. He just had a smudge. on. No, <laughs>
3: Uh, other also, he's been you know, installing a set of rings or something.
2: Other things that we will be uh, talking about this morning, the head of uh, Department of Homeland Security, Alexander Mayorkas, mm-hmm. has been impeached, officially, um, going how, to how prove... Does, how does that work when they, they vote not to impeach you, and
3: then they say, okay, tomorrow let's just vote again?
2: Well, um, what happens is, it goes to show when you have this close of a uh, majority... Mm-hmm. In the uh, House, it goes to show how important it is that you show up to vote. <laughs> because what happened in the vote last week is, uh, and I can't remember his name, he was getting treatment for cancer, didn't show up Republican. And oh, Scalise. Scalise was, yeah. was uh cancer treatment. And Al Green, cancer who was also in the
3: <clears> hospital, throat> throat> showed up.
2: Yeah. Um, this week, however, um, one of the Democrats has COVID and didn't show up for the vote, and the vote passed by one. So... It goes to show how important and that there's the reason why it passed just because one Republican but came back and another Democrat was sick. And it just makes show me, up.
3: It just makes me wonder, though. I mean, you know, in most things where you vote and it fails, that's it. It failed. But in this, it's like, eh, hey, we failed today, but uh, tomorrow we'll we'll vote again and, and see if we can do better. Yeah. Um, it's not going
2: anywhere. I mean this is this is well, true
3: that the Senate group Democrats aren't going to uh, vote for
2: it. Yeah, this is similar to the stupidity of Donald Trump being impeached. You impeach him for political pers- purposes and, and you know Democrats are saying, well no, it's not political or re- Republicans are saying it's not political. Democrats are saying it's political. It's political. I mean, that's it's not going, you know, it's not going anywhere. The Senate has already said it's not Senate Republicans saying it's not going anywhere because they need 60 votes in the Senate. Mm -hmm. So you have to have 11 Republicans cross the aisle to to vote to convict, which just isn't going to happen. Which is why they make it so difficult to convict, because you don't want this to be political, and that takes the politicalness out of it. Something so so heinous has to be done that the Senate says, yes, this is worthy
3: of a conviction. We've had four presidential impeachments now, and this is, I think, the second uh, cabinet member in history.
2: Yeah, the last one was, what, Hmm. over
3: 150 years ago? Something like that. And I don't think anybody's been actually kicked out, have they?
2: No. No. The, the closest we would have come, and I I truly believe we wouldn't we won't ever know, um, is Nixon would have been kicked out, and that's the reason he resigned. Yeah. Uh, the reason he resigned is because even Republicans came and said, "I can't yeah, gonna, I can't vote for you we're not to convict." Probably be impeaching you the second week of August. Yeah. Oh, you you won't be here. Okay. Yeah. So I, that was what forced his um, resignation instead of being impeached and then being convicted by yeah. the Senate, because he would have probably been convicted by the Senate. You you go back
3: and look at Nixon's record now. Uh, if he were running today, people would be like, oh, you're way too liberal. <laughs> you're not wrong. No. You're not wrong. It was basically a time where things just kept changing, and even the Republicans were voting for change at that time.
2: Ronald Reagan. If he were running today, there would be people calling him a rhino. Some, I'm sure.
3: Not the uh, ones who know anything about money.
2: Yeah. Also, uh, yesterday, Bill calling for the death penalty for sexual abuse of a child in Idaho was introduced, uh, or passed the uh, House and the legislature. We'll talk a little yeah. bit about that oh, this who morning.
3: Was, who was going to vote no?
2: Yeah, and that's and that's just it. I mean, y- you look at this, and even even though there are questions of constitutionality, and we'll get into this when we talk about it, That there are many who believe, and even Republicans, Mm -hmm. attorneys saying that this has been deemed unconstitutional, Um, and the only reason that it was passed this time is because they want this to be taken to the Supreme Court now that there is a majority of Republicans, conservatives on the court, which there wasn't when this was deemed unconstitutional. They like to get a public record. Did you know that I voted against child molesters? Um, so we'll talk a little bit about this, uh, and I'm, it's something I want to get people's input on this morning. You know, it, it's easy to say, well, I mean, we haven't had somebody actually put to death. If it happens on February 28th, it'll be the first time in decades here in uh, Idaho. Um, it, it, it does this rise to what you think should be? I mean, there are people that just absolutely against the death penalty. Period. Obviously, well, yeah. you're not going to do that. Um, But when we talk about this this morning, I'll be interested to know, because, I, I, you know, my first thought is like, eh, I don't think we need to be putting, you know, people who sexually abuse a child to death. But then I think, what happens if that's my child? What happens if that's my 10-year-old child that was sexually abused? Would I want that person to be put to death? Yes. Some
3: guys would say, moot point. He won't ever, you know, end up in the police station.
2: (laughs) Also, uh, Bill... um, that uh, would give mandatory minimum fines for possession of small amounts of uh, marijuana introduced yesterday. You will never guess what the proposed fine is. We'll talk about that coming up here for you this morning. Uh, a whole lot more. Uh, it just makes it a little bit more difficult, uh, a little more expensive. Even if you're this, and we're not talking a high amount of marijuana here, like you're you're dealing. This is you know small amount using type. Uh, but we'll talk about that. Get your input on whether or not you think. It has a chance to pass. And a Boise High School school board member has been arrested again. At a protest? I think, I think he may be trying to do this on purpose.
3: Well, people do get arrested at protests on purpose.
2: Yeah. Um, this time he was uh, trying to break into uh, headquarters of the Biden campaign.
3: Okay, that's weird.
2: Yeah, a little bit weird. Um, so those are some of the things we're talking about here today. Let's get your first check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Get ready. It's a great place to uh, take your loved one for Valentine's Day. If nothing says uh, Valentine's Day, uh, like I said, meat. How about some bacon or some chicken fried steak? Get into Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. They open up at 7 a.m. For the 20th consecutive year, a Boise State
3: football player has been invited to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. Running back George Holani is the 56th Bronco all-time to be extended an invitation. Holani is uh, uh, are in his Boise State career that is rushed for 3,596 yards and 26 touchdowns and added eight more touchdowns receiving. He is one of only six Mountain West Conference players to be invited to this year's combine. And he's one of 29 running backs overall. Live coverage of the combine can be seen on the NFL Network beginning February 29th. Past Bronco running backs who participated in the combine and went on to play in the NFL include Doug Martin, Jay Ajayi, Alexander Madison, and Jeremy McNichols. Boise State gymnasts Courtney Blackson and Emily Lopez were among those named as Mountain West Conference Specialists of the Week Tuesday. Blackson, a senior from Elk Grove, California, scored a 9.950 on the vault to secure one of three individual titles won by Broncos in a dual meet at Southern Utah. It's her second vault Specialist of the Week award this season. She has also won floor exercise Specialist of the Week twice. Lopez, a senior from Mission Viejo, California, scored a 9.950 on the Uneven Parallel Bars, winning that title for Boise State. It was her fourth Uneven Bars Specialist of the Week award this season. She has also won for the Balance Beam once. Senior Lauren McPherson of San Jose State was named All-Around Gymnast of the Week. For the fourth time
1: this year. That's sports. And Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: Oh, yeah, Kenny Chesney, summertime. Going to be here in the summertime uh, this year. July 11th, Ford Idaho Center. Very popular. He was here a couple of years ago. Um, it was the third most attended outdoor concert at wow. the Ford Idaho Center. So uh, if, if you wonder why it seems like he's here every couple of years, um, apparently the Treasure Valley loves Kenny Chesney. And if you love Kenny Chesney, we have a chance for you to get your free tickets this morning. They don't go on sale till 9 o'clock. On Friday morning at IC Tickets. And I did figure out yesterday why I See Tickets uh, put them on sale at 9 instead, instead of 10. Of 10? Why? Blues Traveler goes on sale at 10 a.m. Oh. So you don't want to put both concerts on sale at the exact same time. Uh, by the way, Nate Shulman, if you want to see Blues Traveler at Outlaw Field, Nate Shulman has those tickets for you in the afternoon time. Another chance for you to pick up a free pair of tickets. Win it before you buy them for those. This morning, though, once again, text gravy and spelling counts... This is gravy <laughs> and on what you put on your potatoes, biscuits and gravy. It's a five letter word. G, G- R A V Y. There That's you go. It. Yeah, and the reason I say spelling counts is because in the last two days we've had uh, between 15 and 25 misspellings. Right. Those people who misspell it for whatever reason, you have fat fingers, you don't know how right. to spell gravy, um, you're not entered in into the drawing because uh, we have a computer program that picks from all Of our correct entries at (laughs) random, one person to get the tickets. That's why spelling counts.
3: Yeah, so it's it's not because we're so fussy about it. No, I could care less. And generally, you know, if somebody writes to us, if we can figure out what they mean, that's enough. I mean, if
2: you spell if you spell gravy, G R E Y V Y, it still tastes the same, but you don't get tickets for Kenny Chesney if you spell it wrong. I should
3: warn you that if you write to one of us. And you misspell a lot of words, and you're also insulting. We may be talking about your misspelled words.
2: <laughs> Once again, we're underway. If you uh, want to do that, uh, we'll pick a winner coming up here once again in the 9 o'clock hour this morning, so you have a chance to text and win. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. six 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, good news for the stock market. After the biggest loss of in over a year across the board yesterday, Dow, S&P, uh, the uh, NASDAQ, everything down. Dow was at down over 500 points yesterday due to the CPI being a little oh. hotter than expected. <laughs> Boof we're starting a lot, uh, off now at least with the futures today trying to get some of that back the uh, Dow is up a hundred points uh, as of right now only over 400 more points and we'll get everything we lost back yesterday we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates once again coming up here in about 45 minutes about what's going on in the stock market this week if you have uh, things you want to talk about you can also email by the way this morning starting to get some of those in Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com.
1: broadcasting from the auto Ranch group studios on 93.1 FM and six. 70 a.m. We are News Talk KBOI. There you go. Gravy,
2: G-R-A-V-Y, 208-336-3700. Get those Kenny Chesney tickets. Somebody's going to win them for free this morning. Uh, I want to say congratulations to Lee Sager of Nampa. He was our winner yesterday morning, right. so congratulations, Lee. Good join job, that Lee. Join that list of winners. Uh, you can't win unless you text, so start texting. Uh, Reminder, there is no uh, Mountain West men's basketball for uh, Boise State until Saturday. However, the uh, ladies are playing tonight. Tonight on 670 AM, you can hear Boise State women take on Utah Utah State and Logan tip off with Leonard Berry at 6 o'clock right here on your home for the Broncos. For over 50 years, News Talk KBY. So if you're looking for your basketball fix, you're going to get it with the Lady Broncos tonight. Uh, As we told you, um, man, the Mountain West, uh, there's a real possibility that Boise State, over the next four weeks, if they take care of business uh, against the lower echelon teams, they could be in first or at least in second Mm -hmm. place in the uh, next four weeks because of how much the other teams, and you saw that last night again uh San Diego State uh and this is something I haven't seen in college basketball in a long time held Colorado State to 11 points in the second half <laughs> 11 that's the total good grief Colorado State was ahead by 14 at halftime and they lost by 16 yeah that that that, that is unusual 40 whatever whatever the to co- 11 is what it's
3: color, yeah, that San Diego State rough. outscored them Whatever the coach said to him at halftime, don't say it again. I mean, just that, was that like, should be the hey, last time you ever say whatever that was. Play
2: defense. Okay. They did. I've never seen that before. 11 they played only total defense, points in the second 41. half. Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy. Also, Nevada, who had been humming along, uh, got beat at home last mm-hmm. night. Uh, against New Mexico, so this now drops Boise State a half game out of second place. Uh, they were in second place, uh, tied yesterday. However, because they didn't play, they are now in third place, a half game out of uh, second and uh, one and a half out of uh, first place. So, it it's going to be a brutal two week stretch. Brutal, I say, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch if you are a basketball fan over the next couple of weeks, and also uh, once the Mountain West tournament. Because this, I mean, this is one of those years. I can't remember a year where you couldn't say in the Mountain West, so it's like, well, these two teams are way better than everybody else, but there's some good teams. No, this year there's like uh, literally six teams that could win the Mountain West championship this year, still at this point with two weeks left to go. And then you, then you have the automatic bid in the Mountain West tournament and anybody could win that uh, also. Uh, all the action once again will be happening tonight for the ladies on Saturday. You'll be able to hear the action for the uh, men once again here on News Talk KBOI.
0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. we now know
2: the reason the uh, two half-streakers streaked at the Super Bowl. Was it a bet? No. um, One of the uh, streakers uh, said that it was his lifelong goal to uh, streak at the Super Bowl. Alex Gonzalez, who is 23 years old, said in an Instagram post uh, that he didn't want to get old and regretful for not having tried to streak at the Super Bowl in the prime of his youth. So at 6.15 p.m., while the third quarter was being played, he and fr- friend Sebastian Riviera, 22, both of Miami, jumped onto the field and ran. Las Vegas police, uh, alleged in the arrest reports, quoting here, One of my goals has always been to streak the Super Bowl, and I don't want to be that guy that I'm rich, I'm 50 years old, and I'm like, Damn, I wish I would have done it when I was younger. So he ended up doing it, posted on... Uh, Instagram, where by the way he has over four hundred thousand followers. So my guess is, might be a possibility some money me being made mm-hmm. on his post. Uh, but he posted basically it cost me forty two thousand dollars to go to jail. Holy Toledo! So, because um, <laughs> I mean you don't get to see the he missed the end of the game, uh, but he did uh, show the receipts for his two purchases. For seats, first row, Section 128, Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. And for those two tickets, it cost him $42,000. Oh, so
3: the fine wasn't $42,000. No, 42000
2: for the tickets. And uh, then he had a, a small fine. Because it's a, it's a misdemeanor, So, uh. but it cost him $42,000 well, to get the he tickets. He wasn't even technically streaking, right? No, it was half streaking. He had his shirt off, is all. So it wasn't he, even really streaking. And
3: he's a guy, so yeah. you know, yippee-ki-yay.
2: <laughs> also, I wanted to give this. This ties into the Super Bowl. You uh, saw the hug and kiss at the uh, end of the game between Travis Kelsey and uh, uh, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And you don't need Ripley, uh, lip readers to know what they were saying to each other uh, because Travis Kelsey was uh, mic'd up and uh, that got released yesterday. There you go. They didn't even say I love you. Just, hey, appreciate you well, you're traveling be- from Japan to you're, here.
3: You're the best is, is pretty close to <laughs>
2: Uh KBY News Time, 645. Let's get another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It is uh, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. ready to open up here in 15 minutes. Uh, want to impress your loved one on Valentine's Day? Hey, starting the day off with breakfast or maybe lunch. Or even just a hot or iced coffee through their coffee drive through Specialty coffee is also available without even getting out of your car. Get into Pork Belly and Cuda. Both uh, that, those places open up here in 15 minutes.
3: Shaquille O'Neal Tuesday became the third NBA player all-time to have his uniform number retired by three different teams. The Magic retired his number 32 in a short ceremony following Tuesday's loss to the Thunder. O'Neal played his first four seasons in Orlando. Previously his number 32 was retired by the Heat with whom he won an NBA championship and his number 34 was retired by the Lakers with whom he won 3 championships. The other two NBA players with three retired numbers are Wilt Chamberlain, whose number 13 was retired by the Warriors, 76ers, and Lakers, and Pete Maravich, whose number 44 was retired by the Hawks, and whose number seven was retired by the Jazz and Pelicans, even though he never played for the Pelicans franchise, but he did play in New Orleans for the Jazz, and also played college basketball nearby at Louisiana State. In men's NCAA top 25 basketball Tuesday, number four Marquette got by Butler, number 16 Dayton, top Duquesne, Illinois State upset number 23 Indiana State, who by the way no longer have Larry Bird, Uh, number 10 Iowa State beat Cincinnati, number 14 Illinois beat Michigan, Pittsburgh upset number 21 Virginia, Syracuse upset number seven North Carolina, number 17 Creighton beat Georgetown. Number 22 Kentucky topped Mississippi, number 20 Wisconsin topped Ohio State. Number 12 Baylor beat number 25 Oklahoma and number 19 BYU edged Central Florida. That's sports.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, "Hey Google, play 670 KBOI." Now back to Mike
1: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. 707, 28 degrees in downtown
2: Boise. Good morning. Thanks for listening in, being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by participating, calling us up 208 336 3700. Toll free from wherever you might be listening this morning at 1 800 529 5264. Email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, or you can text us, same as our main number. That text number, by the way, also uh, you can text to win your Kenny Chesney. Tickets, just as you heard there, text GRAVY to 208-336-3700. G-R-A-V-Y. Spelling counts this morning once again. So (laughs) uh, you only have to text once. Uh, That's all it takes is uh, texting once. And uh, if you haven't texted yet, go ahead, text away. 9 o'clock hour, we'll uh, pick one more winner to add to our growing list of winners. We've got tickets to give away all week long here on News Talk KBY. Uh, didn't get a chance to uh, get this. I I wanted to give this update because uh, this is something that will be keeping an eye on tomorrow update on something we talked about on monday um a georgia judge has ruled that evidence exists to possibly disqualify da Fannie willis in the trump election case georgia judge ruled day before yesterday that he will hold at least two days of potentially explosive televised hearings this is going to be must watch tv Well, there you go. Later this week, on whether to disqualify Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis from the election fraud case against former President Donald Trump because of her romantic affair with the special prosecutor she hired hired to oversee the case. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee cautioned lawyers seeking to have Willis and Nathan Wade dismissed and the case thrown out entirely that he will not tolerate attempts to smear their reputations through unproven allegations. Even though he stressed he has seen no evidence yet that the allegations are true. Caffey's uh, decision was a sharp setback for Willis and Wade, who, through their lawyers, had fought aggressively to have the hearing canceled to avoid to have to testify both admitted in a recent court filing that they have been engaged in a personal relationship or romantic affair but they said it began after Willis hired the little known private attorney to join the DA's office to helm the high profile case back in November of 2021 that they said should have been enough right there saying them saying that uh they had not had a romantic relationship until after he was hired uh, was the reason that they gave that they shouldn't have a court case on the on this
3: you know, a, a weird interview process, but whatever
2: works. <laughs> Given that both Willis and Wade have acknowledged their relationship, McAfee said what remains to be proven is whether Willis derived any financial benefit from being hired. Judge McAfee suggested that both Willis and Wade are likely to testify at the hearing. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who uh, tune in tune into this because it will be televised. <laughs> Well, why not? Donald Trump is even...
3: People do love a televised trial we figured out in 1994-95.
2: Especially when there could be high drama, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this could be like as the world turns or something like that, for crying out loud. Uh, It's even rumored that Donald Trump may show up at the trial.
3: As the stomach turns.
2: Yeah. So, a lot to be proven as of yet, but just the fact that the two could be testifying, and there are claims uh, from the uh, attorneys uh, for, uh, was it Michael Roman who filed the uh, case to have them removed, that he has proof and will present witnesses that can prove that they actually did have a romantic relationship before Nathan Wade was uh, hired to be the prosecutor Mm -hmm. in this particular case. Now, is that a big deal? No, it wouldn't necessarily be a big deal, except that would mean that they lied in a court document. That would be a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm because that's what what trump is being accused of is lying on a court document uh,
3: if you did the same thing you're in trouble i'll echo what a prosecutor said the other night on television he says no matter how you look at it this is just poor judgment
2: yeah Uh, even i mean and we talked about that a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this you know this is a personal relationship but it's once again you know i there's no state there's no city anywhere that I could come up with that would tell their DA and the attorney general, yeah, this is, I mean, this is the most important court case maybe in history. Yeah. It's okay. If you guys have an affair (laughs) while this is going on, no big deal. Yeah. Try
3: to keep it quiet. Uh, I mean, you know, except when you're out in public. Other news this
2: morning, the CDC is planning to drop its five day COVID isolation recommended under new guidance planned by the agency. That's reported by the Washington Post yesterday. Health agency plans to recommend people who test positive for COVID nineteen um, to uh, make a call on when to end isolation based on their symptoms. So instead, right now the uh, CDC's recommendation is, and I believe we follow that here in our company also. Like five days. If yeah, if you uh, are test, if you've tested positive for COVID nineteen, you're required to. Um, isolate yourself from work for five days
3: set up your home studio yeah is what we're required to do
2: so there's a lot of people that follow the cdc's recommendations so it looks like this could be changing people with mild and improving symptoms would no longer need to stay home according to the cdc if they have been fever free for at least 24 hours so it's sort of getting like uh, every other sickness yeah okay yeah
3: uh fred wrote us yesterday we, we had uh, Uh, The the question our um, damn near impossible question was what is the longest uh, running school or college or school university yeah university I guess in the Americas that still exists and the answer was uh, what San Marcos San Marcos in Peru And, and of course people say well, the Americas you know you must mean like America or Canada no they. They go to school in South America. South too. America. Uh, Fred writes in and he says, egregious error in yesterday's 212 question of the day answer. I'd have called this in, but I was driving. He didn't send this till the afternoon. He says, the correct answer was the school of hard knocks. <laughs> He's not wrong. So there, love the show, Fred. Thank you, Fred. He's not wrong. Yeah, it, it, it undoubtedly existed before any other university.
2: Uh, Jenna writes in, uh, you guys have different philosophies when it comes to talking. Chris's, why say something in 10 words when you can say it in two? And Mike's is, why say something in 10 words when you can say it in 500? Jenna, there is a specific reason for that. (laughs) There's a specific reason for that. My contract pays by the word. Chris's does not, so yeah.
3: he he doesn't I, have I get, to say a lot of words to
2: get paid. I exactly. Do.
3: I get paid if I just sit here. Yeah. So that's Chris. How,
2: you know, Chris has a, an older contract than I do. Uh, they changed, you know, the way they pay. So that's why I say a lot more words, and I will I continue see. to say a lot more words I, as we continue to go. I, on. I, I stop signed, it. I'm still getting a
3: raise here. I signed my uh, <laughs> contract here during the Reagan administration, so you know. I,
2: so that there is a specific reason, by the way. Let's get to check out what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Hey, they're open, and what a great way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Also, um, if you are Catholic, great place to uh, get in. They do have food that is not... Loaded with meat so that uh, you can partake in Ash Wednesday. So get into Pork Belly. They're open every day, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. in downtown CUNA.
3: For the 20th consecutive year, a Boise State football player has been invited to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. Running back George Holani is the 56th Bronco all time to be extended an invitation. Holani in his Boise State career rushed for 3,596 yards and 26 touchdowns and added eight more touchdowns receiving. He is one of only six Mountain West Conference players to be invited to this year's Combine, and he's one of 29 running backs overall. Live coverage of the Combine can be seen on the NFL Network beginning February 29th. Past Bronco running backs who participated in the Combine and went on to play in the NFL include Doug Martin, Jay Ajayi, Alexander Madison, and Jeremy McNichols. Boise State gymnasts Courtney Blackson and Emily Lopez were among those named as Mountain West Conference Specialists of the Week Tuesday. Blackson, a senior from Elk Grove, California, scored a 9.950 on the vault to secure one of three individual titles won by Broncos in a dual meet at Southern Utah. It is her second Vault Specialist of the Week award this season. She has also won Floor Exercise Specialist of the Week twice. Lopez, a senior from Mission Viejo, California, scored a 9.950 on the uneven parallel bars, winning that title for Boise State. It was her fourth Uneven Bars Specialist of the Week award this season. She has also won for the Balance Beam once. Senior Lauren McPherson of San Jose State was named All-Around Gymnast of the Week for the fourth time
1: this year. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
1: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, once again, talking
2: uh, about stock market yesterday. Uh, biggest one-day loss in over a year, all due to the uh, inflation being higher than expected. Not a whole bunch higher, but just a little higher. Looking like we might claw some of that back today. As of right now, uh, Dow is up 100 points ahead of the opening here in about uh, eight minutes. Um, do, you, do you see this? Because I've seen some uh, economy experts saying this was a huge overreaction yesterday um just because it went i mean a tenth of a point is nothing uh one of the points also that they made was that in january almost all companies that's the time of year when they raise prices so this was kind of expected
4: yeah it's certainly an overreaction that's a feature of the stock market right now some some individuals can look at it as risk or this is the casino that is the stock market and it's up and down but hey it's human nature and there's a lot of money and there's some speculation built into the markets as well but if you're not willing to take on any risk then there is no opportunity so you know seeing a big drop like that i mean that's kind of and believe it or not, I mean, it's normal market behavior because there's humans involved in the world of investing and there's smart money and there's dumb money. And if yesterday you, uh, you had a knee jerk reaction and sold out, <laughs> sold out of the market based on a point in time reaction to a January CPI report. Then yeah, you probably didn't have a strategy going into that. So, you know, I just think you just take it in stride and just realize that the the market ebbs and flows and that, you know, money's gonna try and speculate to see where things are going. Now, I don't necessarily feel that it was the direct numbers that were from the CPI that drove the market. It's what people are anticipating that response is going to be from our central bank. And general consensus is that the interest rate cuts that drove or the enthusiasm around interest rates going down, especially early this year, they'll just keep getting pushed back. They just keep getting pushed back. And when those expectations are set back, there's essentially a a repricing in the, in the market. And certainly that was a knee jerk reaction yesterday. And we're clearly seeing that lift that we're seeing in pre-market trading today. We're getting some of those gains back, but I mean, we can see that just alone in the Russell 2000, where I mean, at one point it was down close to 4% and now it's up over 1%. So again, I think um, there, there's that, there's the, important note to have that having a strategy behind that's driving the decisions for investors is so important and not getting wrapped up in these point in times, especially whether it's earnings reports or it's a point in time inflation report. Got to stick to the strategy yeah. and also look at those knee-jerk reactions as opportunities, right? It's the old adage, buy low, sell high. Well, if, you, if you're waiting to enter into the market, yesterday was probably a good time to do it where you saw a pretty good sell-off across the board. Um, so I I just I, I think it was a, certainly an overreaction, and, and inflation is going to stay sticky, and I think the central bank is not going to be in any rush to, to lower rates. Just real
2: quickly here before we have to go, um, there was an interesting typo in a press release for Lyft
4: yesterday that uh, had a huge effect on the stock. It sent it up more than 60% in (laughs) after-hours trading. Sometimes, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. Certainly was the case with Lyft. So we're talking about basis points. So there was a press release where they did their uh, their forward guidance for 2024 where they referenced 500 basis points, which is 5%. One too many zeros on that 500 basis <laughs> points. It was supposed to be 50 basis Whoops. points, which is a half of a percent, a stark <laughs> difference from a half of a percent to 5%. But, hey, let still had a good earnings report, and they're still up over 20%, but gave back uh, that 60% gain uh, that we saw in aftermarket yeah, six, trading. 60% would be ridiculous. But
2: <laughs> All right, we'll keep an eye on things. As of right now, NASDAQ, uh, Dow, both up over 100 points in future trading. Uh, we'll get uh, updates throughout the
1: day. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jens. The great one, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. (laughs)
5: Hmm?
3: 14?
2: (laughs) Not everybody loves Valentine's Day. Clearly. That was a uh, newspaper a few years ago, ran that article on why you want a divorce for Valentine's Day. There are some miserable people there. Uh, Article, uh, by the way, uh, out this week in the uh, Washington Post, they ran uh, uh, anti-Valentine's Day movement is uh, picking up uh, steam more and more every year. Some people think a Hallmark holiday, it's only pushed on us to sell cards, chocolate, and jewelry. Others argue it can actually be harmful to your mental health because single people feel left out and rejected on Valentine's Day. One part of the argument is that kids in school, especially teenagers who don't have a Valentine Day, uh, feel isolated.
3: Remember, every year the Charlie Brown cartoon would be, uh, I know nobody likes me, why do I have to have Valentine's Day to emphasize it? (laughs)
2: Um, Etsy saw 14% more searches in the past, uh, this year, for anti-Valentine's Day merchandise. 34% more for shirts with sayings like, love is in the air, try not to breathe. <laughs> National okay, that's kind of cute. National Retail Fe- Federation found 3% planned to buy anti-Valentine's Day gifts this year Really, instead of regular Valentine's Day gifts. So is all the hate deserved, or are people just being dumb? For what it's worth, poll this month found only 17% of us enjoy Valentine's Day more than an average day, while 22% said they enjoy Valentine's Day less than a normal day. Average everyday day.
3: All right. How about Ash Wednesday? Was there any? Were there any surveys? I, about? D-
2: I don't think there was any surveys on Ash <laughs> it's Wednesday. Although two, the, two, two holidays <laughs> in one. I, I think you would find people going, "Yeah, I don't like Ash Wednesday. I have to not eat meat on Ash Wednesday and have some ashes and dirt on my forehead." Now you, you only have to give
3: up what you want to give up, right? Yeah. Like well, you,
4: no. Like I you mean, said, meat. Like meat you, is
3: every uh, year you give up bowling, which you know. It doesn't change your lifestyle a lot.
2: Meat is something that you don't... Catholics don't eat meat on Ash Wednesday. I mean, it's just
3: not... I mean, they didn't eat meat on Friday before about
2: 1963. Yeah. Now, it used to be even before that, you didn't eat meat at all during Lent, but they've, you know, kind of made it a little bit easier for Catholics and, you know, especially those that don't like fish and don't want to be vegetarians but they've, they've changed some of those rules over the time. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. For those of you um, who enjoy celebrating Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day to you. Thanks for listening. For those of you who don't enjoy um, celebrating Valentine's Day, happy Wednesday to you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 744 Time for a final look at sports this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Remember, always there every morning, early, Chef Wally and his staff making everything from scratch. That's why it is so good. That and it's also made with love. Get in today. Speaking of love, you want to uh, take your loved one for a special breakfast or lunch, Uh, you can't do much better than going to Pork Belly in downtown CUNA.
3: Shaquille O'Neal Tuesday became the third NBA player all time to have his uniform number retired by three different teams. The Magic retired his number 32 in a short ceremony following Tuesday's loss to the Thunder. O'Neal played his first four seasons in Orlando. Previously, his number 32 was retired by the Heat, with whom he won an NBA championship, and his number 34 was retired by the Lakers, with whom he won three championships. The other two NBA players with three retired numbers are Wilt Chamberlain, whose number 13 was retired by the Warriors, 76ers, and Lakers, and Pete Maravich, whose number 44 was retired by the Hawks, and whose number seven was retired by the Jazz and the Pelicans, even though he never played for the Pelicans franchise, but he did play in New Orleans for the Jazz and also played college basketball at Louisiana State. In men's NCAA top twenty-five basketball Tuesday, number four Marquette got by Butler. Number sixteen, Dayton, top Duquesne. Illinois State upset number twenty-three, Indiana State. Number ten, Iowa State beat Cincinnati, number fourteen, Illinois beat Michigan. Pittsburgh upset number 21, Virginia. Syracuse upset number 7, North Carolina. Number 17, Creighton beat Georgetown. Number 22, Kentucky topped Mississippi. Number 20, Wisconsin topped Ohio State. Number 12, Baylor beat number 25, Oklahoma. And number
1: 19, BYU edged Central Florida. And that's sports. Be a part of the show at 336 3700 or toll free 1 800 529 KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk, KBOI.
6: Republicans celebrating the victory, though three GOP lawmakers sided with Democrats who say this is a policy dispute, not an impeachable offense. After an embarrassing defeat last week, Republicans barely succeeded on their second try, with Congressman Steve Scalise casting that breakthrough vote by returning to Congress after cancer treatment.
2: Mayorkas becomes first cabinet secretary impeached since 1876. Final vote yesterday, two fourteen to two thirteen. Steve Scalise made the difference, coming back from his cancer treatments and that embarrassing loss in the vote last week. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we know this isn't going anywhere. The Senate's not going to yeah vote to uh, convict
3: that would that would be my guess as well
2: you have uh, republicans saying he deserved to be I- impeached for lying to the american people Democrats saying this is policy, this isn't necessarily that he did anything wrong. Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Did he deserve to be impeached in your uh, opinion or not? You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Gary, listening in uh, Nampa this morning on 670 AM, you're on News Talk KBOI. You wanted to talk about Valentine's Day?
7: Yes. I married a lady with five kids about little over 26 years ago and celebrations tend to change over the years now if it's a weekend we're probably going to go out for dinner but like tonight we're not going to because you stand in line too long i love her i love her but just not enough to stand in line for dinner well our, the, the, i think it was the first year after we were married we went we were going to a very popular steakhouse and they did not take reservations unless you had more than five people in your party. We went there and we stood in line and registered for, you know, get our place in line, went home, fed the children, put them to bed, <laughs> went back and still waited an hour in oh, wow. line before we finally got in. Can't do that when <laughs> When, I, and you got to get up in the morning and go to work.
2: <laughs> even if I didn't have to get up and go to work, I wouldn't do it. Uh, that's a long time to wait and line. Oh, you don't like to wait, what, 10 minutes? 10, if, it's, if it's more than 10 I, minutes, I, I don't care I, how good the food is, I'm going someplace else. Ch- ch-
7: changes over the years.
2: Yeah. hmm well, uh, Gary, thanks for listening as uh, always, and uh, happy Valentine's to uh, you and your uh, wife, and even though you're not celebrating today, um, happy Valentine's Day anyway. Appreciate the call. Uh, Diana in Boise uh, writes in, text message uh, says, we were talking about this being anti-Valentine's Day movement starting to increase. Yeah. Uh, she writes in and says, we call this day Singles Awareness Day.
3: <laughs> the 13th is Galentine's Day. Yeah. Another another
2: made-up holiday. You you
3: don't drink a gallon. Well, they're all made-up at some point, but you you don't drink a gallon of of anything. It's just you go out with the gals and celebrate Valentine's Day. I mean, if you're a gal, you go out with the other gals.
2: Well, you know where that came from, right? Where Valentine's Day came from?
3: Uh, I don't know. The National Organization of Women,
2: Parks and Recreation oh. television show. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Amy Poehler. Yeah, they yeah. they brought it up. It's just like, um, you know, Festivus. celebrating Festivus came yeah. from a, a sitcom, and now we celebrate it year after year. Uh, and now Valentine's Day is always celebrated the day before Valentine's Day, so you can celebrate with your friends because they were trying to prove we would do anything, mm-hmm. and it turns out we will. <laughs> uh, Barbara Caldwell. Good morning. Listening on ninety-three point one FM. Good morning to you.
6: Uh, well, good morning, you guys. I just want to make a quick, uh, memory. Thanks to my husband, uh, 50 years in October. Um, I lost him on Christmas, uh, Christmas. Oh. And at 50 years, but really 51, when we got married, I had a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. And this precious man married me, married all three of my kids, and he adopted me immediately. So mm. he has been daddy to them for, Their whole lives, and a blessing from God.
2: Fantastic, very nice. I'm I'm, I'm
3: awfully sorry that it happened this past year, but I'm glad you got fifty. Christmas, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Christmas aren't very special anymore in that
2: region. I (laughs) I totally get that. Uh, Thanks for sharing that memory, Barbara. Appreciate it, and happy Valentine's Day to you today.
0: Thank you, dears. Bye bye. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
0: For the first time since 1876, a sitting U.S. cabinet secretary has been impeached. We did exactly what we should be doing. Now it's up to the Senate to do their job. But the impeachment articles are expected to be rejected by the Senate, which is controlled by Democrats. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer calling the move a new low for House Republicans. The Republican-led House narrowly impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas.
8: The yes are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted.
0: After a failed effort last week, they accused Mayorkas of failing to enforce immigration laws, triggering a crisis at the southern border that has resulted in millions of illegal migrant crossings since President Biden took office.
3: Oh, that, that last part right there, that's the part that we were wondering about a couple of weeks ago when they were first trying to uh, to impeach Mayorkas Is okay, he's a cabinet secretary, and cabinet secretaries do what the president wants them mm-hmm. to do, and that's pretty much all they do.
2: Well, and that's so, why why was this his fault? That's why Democrats are claiming that this is a policy issue and not necessarily a legal issue. Well, I mean, you know,
3: I, I guess if they would have grounds to. Impeach um, Biden for that, but they didn't even try.
2: Yeah. Part of uh, the impeachment, and there are a 22 page, uh, tw- it's a 22 page article of impeachment accused Mayorkas of failing to comply federal law and court rulings around migrant detention and blames him for a surge in border crossing that's the part where you and i kind of agree and say oh, that's more of a policy thing that he's mm-hmm. enforcing yeah. uh... Mayorkas has demonstrated he will remain a threat to national and border security and acted in a manner grossly incompatible with his duties and the rule of law the measure says additionally Mayorkas is accused of false statements to congress now that one is not necessarily a policy issue if you're lying to congress uh, also obstructing oversight from Congress and the DHS inspector general, Democrats have blasted the impeachment as political effort not backed by evidence, saying House Republicans will be long remembered by history for trampling on the Constitution for political gain. No, they won't. I mean in 5 to 10 years I don't everybody know. I don't nobody's going to remember that exactly. this went on.
3: I don't know whether they trampled on it or not, but you're right. I mean in a couple of years, you know,
2: remember what happened? No. The, the only time the only way this will be remembered is if the Senate votes to convict. Then this will be remembered. Otherwise, 5 to 10 years nobody mm-hmm. nobody will remember this. Nobody will be talking about it uh, unless once again we see a tit for tat. And this comes up if we get a Republican president, Democrat-controlled house. Then they'll go. Well, we're going to impeach your guy. We can only show the tat on radio, of course. Paul in uh, Nampa. Good morning. You're on News. KBOI. Your thoughts.
5: Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't take that the wrong way. Um, (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just I don't see how you can't. I mean, it's going to be around us for a long time. There's no way we're going to get rid of 11 million or. 10 million or 9 million no, or whatever. Don't, don't make million. it
2: sound worse than it is. It's only like between 7 and 8 million. I don't know.
5: I've heard so many different numbers. It's just, yeah, uh, and I and I get what you're saying there. Um, I think it kind of reminds me a lot of the Nuremberg trials, if you ever saw any of the old black and white photos of it. The prosecutor that was on that died about two years ago, and he, I think he was 101 when he died. Wow. And uh, one of the common common themes that they had during the Nuremberg trial was um, I just ran the campus that killed those 800,000 people, but it wasn't my fault. I was just following orders. And so you're right. I believe in, that it is Biden's fault that those people are here illegally. And uh, he was the one that ordered my to do it. But However, you- I do have some problems with my artist. Um, I don't know if he's got dual citizenship, but I know that he was born in Cuba. That he may have had some heavy leanings, including communism, in his resume that we've never even heard about. You,
3: you do bring up a good point in uh, about Nuremberg because the defense, you know, whether it was in Vietnam, in, in you know, Milai or any of those places, the defense that I was only following orders has come to be called the Nuremberg
2: defense, and it's usually rejected. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. Uh, Another email in, Mike, at KBOI.com. If a Democrat can't vote to impeach someone because they're encouraging an invasion of our country by Chinese military, what kind of crime do you think it would take for the Democrats to vote to impeach? Besides, of course, someone being Republican. I would hope the Republicans would still have voted to impeach had Mayorkas been a Republican. Until our country is based on morals and principles, our country's in bad shape. My answer, we need God back in our lives. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if Mayorkas is, is a Republican, because I, you know, it, I don't like necessarily Mayorkas personally. I don't like the I, way that I he answers questions. I don't think he's
3: a Republican. I mean, he, no, he's, he's not. A, yeah, he's, he's not. a Democratic. Uh, you know uh,
2: administration my 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 thought is that it, it, i don't think if he was a republican republicans would be charging him uh with impeachment because i mean if you were to ask every republican if this is going to be going anywhere um their answer if they were answering truthfully would be no this isn't going anywhere they know it's not going anywhere in the senate mm-hmm. se, uh, in the uh senate this which, is which this is, is just a way out, to send a message during an election which year which we pointed out has kind of been
3: the story of every impeachment
2: yeah pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Stick around. Coming up here next, we're going to give you a chance to pick up a $50 gift certificate for some great food and drink. Heck, maybe you could even use that for Valentine's Day. Uh, We'll get to our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question right after Bronco Sports
0: today. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 823 Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For any and all real estate needs, the number you need to know, write it down. Remember it, 208-888-4128. All right, Jennifer is going to get first crack at our question uh, today for Valentine's Day. Jennifer, first of all, happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day. Our question for you today, how many heart-shaped candies come in a single box of sweethearts? Not sweet tarts, sweethearts. There are
1: thirty-six. There are thirty-six.
2: Yes, it's kind of strange when you buy them; then they're they're thirty-six. When you give them away and go check on it later, they're still thirty-six there because nobody really eats the sweethearts. Uh, congratulations, Jennifer! You've got a fifty-dollar gift certificate to. Spring Creek Brewing Company, food, uh, you've got uh, craft beer appetizers. It's all located in uh, Avamore, just north of Eagle Road on Highway 55. Congratulations. Hold on the line. We'll get some info from you. Still not done with giveaways today, if you have not done so yet. We are giving away another pair of Kenny Chesney tickets. Goes on sale Friday morning at 9 a.m. He'll be here at the Ford Idaho Center July the 11th. If you want your tickets, text GRAVY. GRAVY as in potatoes and gravy to 208-336-3700 and just like yesterday and on Monday we will uh, pick one person at random to get those pickets those tickets sometime next hour so text away right now we'll take a break news is coming up next at the bottom of the hour if you want to weigh in um what do you think about uh, Mayorkas being impeached was it needed waste of time go ahead and weigh in Tell us why you think so. Uh, also, if you're celebrating uh, Valentine's Day today, uh, tell us how you're doing that. If you want to share your stories, you can call us, 208-336-3700. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. It is that, Valentine's that, Day. That
3: part could be fun.
2: For those of you who are uh, celebrate Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day to you. For those who don't celebrate Valentine's Day, happy Wednesday to you. <laughs> or happy
3: we, Ash Wednesday.
2: We, we normally don't. My wife and I don't celebrate it because of uh, a Valentine's Day fiasco a few years ago. So we just said, all right, we're done. Although she had um, jerky uh, original meat hearts. From the Manly Man Company has the little sayings etched into little heart-shaped many, pieces of uh, jerky. How many meat hearts are in a box? Uh, about 15. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did um, you get the naughty ones or the nice I, ones? Th- these were the nice ones. I, I, it's like um, one says, beef mine, Meet me, meat me, M E A T and they're heart-shaped, and then they just have uh, laser etchings on them that have sayings, kind of like the box of sweethearts, only meat, because jerky is one of the most sensual of all the cured and salted meats. <laughs> I I can't argue with that. I mean. <laughs> uh, and it definitely shows that my wife loves me. So uh, thank you, honey. Um, if you want, We've had a, quite a few people uh, have called in and shared... Uh, their Valentine's Day memory, memories this morning. If you want to go ahead and do that, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, or you can text us, uh, 208-336-3700. A um, couple of uh, emails that we uh, have gotten in this morning. It says uh, this one, no name on this one. It says, uh, I'm sorry, Mike, but your response that the impeachment of Mayorkas is political, doesn't hold water with those of us who are principled. You don't attempt an impeachment only if the crowd is with you. The circle I run in does what's right, whether anyone else joins in or not. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with principles. Mayorkas swore an oath to the Constitution, not Biden. He was violated or he has violated that oath by encouraging our country to be invaded. He needs to be impeached. Um, I wish this was a phone call. If you want to call us in, because I have questions for you. Um, you say that he violated his oath by encouraging our country to be invaded. How did he personally encourage our country to be invaded? What did he do personally that encourages the country to be invaded? Is he, is he driving across the border, loading up semi trucks full of illegals and driving them into the United States? How is he, enc- I don't understand how he personally is encouraging. And that was my point that, he doesn't make laws. He doesn't make policy. He enforces laws and policy that Congress and the president make. Now, mm-hmm. if, if you want to say Biden has encouraged people to come into the country, I, I, I can go with that with some of his policies. Um, I, I don't know specifically though, how you're saying that Mayorkas personally, who can't make laws, can't make policy has, and, and that was my point of why it's, it's political. And everything, by the way, I, I don't I don't mean this to stand out by itself. Um everything is political in some way, shape, or form when it, it, it that's happening in Congress. When you have something going on in the House, it's political.
3: Yeah, makes sense.
2: Right? Because it is politics. And they're all politicians. Yeah. Um two oh eight three three six thirty seven hundred, pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh Boise School Board member wanted to share this with you this morning. Shiva Ragbandari was arrested again in D.C. on Monday. He was arrested in Wilmington, Delaware, Mm. after he, along with 21 other people, entered the headquarters of the Joe Biden campaign with the goal of speaking to campaign staff about Biden's campaign promises, namely those involving. Clean energy and climate change. Raj Bhandari was charged with two misdemeanors, trespassing, and disorderly conduct. He spent about 10 hours in jail. It was his second arrest, the first being in New York in September of 2023, while protesting the financing of fossil fuel investments. He was also, um, his likeness was shared uh, on the internet mid-January after he was tackled at a Florida Governor Ron DeSantis presidential campaign event He was not arrested during that event. Raj Mandari can be seen jumping on stage, calling DeSantis a climate criminal before he was brought down by security staff. He, if you remember, was elected to the Boise City School Board, or Boise School Board, rather, in 2022 while he was a senior at Boise High School. He is currently an undergraduate University of North Carolina student at Chapel Hill and is serving his two-year school board term uh, from far away.
3: I mean, from the the jail in Delaware,
2: from as as many times, you know, as he's being arrested and showing up at protests, is he even going to school at at North Carolina? The Boise School Board, by the way, has previously confirmed that because Rajmandari was duly elected, he cannot be removed from his post unless he is recalled. Mm. And I don't know if you'd want to go through that process, even if you wanted to have him removed because I'm
3: sure somebody will want to go through it.
2: But I mean, you're not going to have a chance to do it before his term is up this year. So this, I mean, we're into his final few months anyway. Sure. So uh, you'd probably be just wasting a whole bunch of time. Would be my we guess. we
3: we assume there is final few months, but you never know.
2: Lyle in Middleton, listening on six seventy AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
9: Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Valentine's Day. I just wanted to take a moment to share with you the efforts of Governor Newsom in California to make it easier to look for love on the streets. Are you familiar with the Safer Streets for All Act that he signed into law?
2: Um, I am not.
9: The Safer Streets for All Act, uh, it focused on there were too many prostitutes who were of minority or transgender status being arrested on the streets. And uh, the California legislature thought, you know, that's not fair that... (laughs) there's so many minority and transgender prostitutes being arrested. We need to, we need to even it out. We need to play fair. And so the police now in California, they're basically hands off the prostitutes because when you see a a woman on the street, you don't know if she's, you know, and sometimes you don't know if she's minority. Sometimes you don't know if she's actually transgender. So, they say prostitution in California is going nuts. And so now the legislature is saying, you know what? Maybe we should just consider legalizing prostitution
2: and just get it over with. You know, if California legalized prostitution, would it really shock you?
9: <laughs> Not at all. And this, this is the dashing and debonair gentleman that some people think deserves a chance to, to run the country. Hey, great show. Have a great day.
2: Thank you. Did you see uh, yesterday, too, uh, we're not going to get into this, but since he brought up California and some of the stupid things California does, um, one of the um, women who are running for office to replace Diane Feinstein, uh, who passed away, um, in a debate yesterday, said that uh, California, and she said it not as a joke, California needs to make a mandatory minimum wage, $50 per hour. 50 50 per hour because oh, that, that nobody can afford to live in California unless yeah. they're making over $100,000 a year. Hmm. Why do I think economically that wouldn't work out somehow? <sighs> the stupidity of that when I heard that, what does she think is going to happen if you go, and California right now has some of the highest rates of pay in the United States I mean they have mandatory minimum pay in California I think is is fifteen dollars an hour but there are fast food restaurants that are now required to pay at least twenty dollars per hour what do you think say the average rate of pay in California is twenty dollars what do you think is going to happen if you pass a law that mandates that every employer in the state of California must pay fifty dollars Per hour, what do you think is going to happen?
3: I think uh, any employer who doesn't actually make fifty dollars an hour uh, in business will probably have to shut down.
2: Exactly. You have three options if you if you're mandated. I mean, because an average business is a good business if their margins, uh, profit margins, are around five to seven percent. If you mandate that somebody pay every all your employees all of a sudden have to get thirty dollars more per hour and then what they were paying for. You have three choices. You can cut employees, which usually doesn't help. You can raise your prices the equal amount so that you can maintain your 5 to 7% profit margin. Or as you just said, Chris, you close your business down because the only reason you're in business is to make a profit so that you can live. And if you can no longer live, there's no longer a reason to keep your business. This would just absolutely... Demolish businesses. So it's in
3: California. Not really a perfect plan then.
2: No. And, and she was serious about it. And it, there's going to be people who she gets votes for because they're going, Ooh, I would like to get $50 per hour. This would mm-hmm. be awesome if we could get $50 per hour.
3: $50 per hour is great unless you're uh, still the lowest paid person in the state. <laughs>
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break here. We'll get back to some of your emails uh, that we uh, have had coming in. Phone lines are open if you want to give us a call. Uh, when we come back, we're also going to talk about uh, a couple of bills that were passed and introduced in the Idaho legislature yesterday. Definitely want to get your input on one of these bills having to do with the death penalty. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back.
0: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1.
1: Now back to Mike Kasper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
6: The charges against Mayorkas do not rise to high crimes or misdemeanors. And the Homeland Security Secretary even had a role in negotiating a bipartisan border security bill that included policies Republicans themselves demanded. But Donald Trump derailed that deal claiming it would give Biden a political win.
2: 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in this morning. Got some uh, emails and texts to get to. Uh text message says just want to speak to the California garbage you're talking about. I'm a former Californian and it didn't used to be so stupid there. It's a beautiful area outside the cities and also not all of us who came here uh, our liberal psychos. Some of us just want just to live free and let others do the same. Hey, I, get, I lived in California, lived and worked in California a um, long time ago. Um, I, I loved visiting San Francisco. San Francisco was clean. It was great. My wife and I's first date um, 24 years ago, our very first date, official date, was going to uh, California, and we walked for hours downtown, nighttime. Never saw a single homeless person, how, nobody was doing drugs, nobody pooping on the sidewalks. How, how'd you get her to pay for that? Um, not very easily mm. she has a she has a credit card she's a lot of credit ah, cards. well, yeah good. but I mean, I, I love San Francisco, and it's just not the same place uh, anymore with the uh, crime. You see businesses moving out, and a, a lot of that is, is, has to do with policies of California. We're also talking about policies of immigration this morning. Some more uh, emails on that, Um, talking about whether you think Alexander Mayorkas, it was right to be impeached. Yesterday, I had made the uh, comment that as much as I don't like Mayorkas, that it's not something he's doing. He can't make laws. He can't make policy. He's enforcing what... The administration, the Biden administration, is telling him to
3: If you're a cabinet member, you essentially do what the president wants you to do. So why impeach Mayorkas? I mean, if you want to go after Biden, feel free to go after Biden. That probably won't work either.
2: Uh, A couple of offenses from Mayorkas. This is an email. Mike at KBY.com says, The Constitution says it's the federal government who protects the states from foreign invasion. Texas is being invaded. Mayorkas has only cleaned up the border when he has personally visited Texas stepped up to do the protecting with Concertina wire and Mayorkas sent federal agents to cut the wire and open up a path for invading military from China. Mayorkas has also taken the states to court to prevent them from protecting their borders. He's done more, but I'm out of room enlisting these offenses. All right, let's go through these. Mayorkas did not order the razor wire to be cut. That had to be, that went to court. That was a court order that said mm-hmm. that the wire was allowed to be cut. It wasn't Mayorcus who said, Hey, let's just go cut this wire.
3: Yeah. It's not against the law to put razor wire around anything in particular. But if you hide it under the water and then people uh run into it by accident, that actually turns out to be against the law.
2: Yeah. According to the court. So that was something that the court ordered, not Mayorcus. Um He said, also, you said that he has taken states to court to prevent them from protecting their borders. He has not taken the states to court. That, again, Mayorkas can't just decide, hey, I'm going to take somebody to court. I don't like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a policy from the administration. He doesn't do this unilaterally. He gets told by the Biden administration, hey, we need to take these people to court. This is against the Constitution. That's the reason why I say that it's political. And we had somebody else say, you know, this isn't uh, political. He didn't believe it It is political. Well, if it's not political, why won't the Senate convict? They won't vote to convict on this. There's no way. Is it because it's political? You can't have it both ways. If the Senate doesn't convict and you believe that the Senate won't convict because it's a majority run by Democrats and you need 60 uh, votes to convict that's political right yeah, because the, if it the, was so
3: heinous in the senate they would they would convict in the senate both sides that i've heard from essentially think that uh, he is being impeached not for any particular crime but for a policy disagreement and as such they're not going to vote to convict on a policy disagreement mm-hmm. uh, according to them Uh, But also, you know, more than half of the senators or about half the senators are Democrats anyway. So you're not going to get to 60 because they don't. Listen to
0: KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: There you heard it, final hour. To uh, get your text in Gravy, G-R-A-V-Y to 208-336-3700. We'll pick one person at random coming up here in about uh, 50 minutes or so uh, to get our tickets to see Kenny Chesney. Tickets go on sale coming up once again on Friday morning. But we have your tickets this morning. You'll have the uh, third pair of tickets that we've given away this week if you are the lucky winner. But remember, to be the lucky winner, the first thing and most important thing you have to do is text us. The second most important thing you have to do is make sure you spell gravy correctly.
3: Yeah, Dan wrote a quick uh, note to us that says uh, we should specify that it's not an adjective because that would be, I mean, it would mean like a grave, G-R-A-V-E-Y. Well, boy, that hole in the ground is very gravy. (laughs) No, that's not the word. It's the kind you put on potatoes uh, if you're reasonably normal.
2: I do have to say that our listeners are doing better today than they did yesterday or Monday. Uh, on Monday, we had 25, at least 25 misspellings of gravy. Yesterday, mm-hmm. that was around 15 or so. Today, we have only, at this point, only had six or seven misspellings of gravy. Wow. So there's only six or seven people as of right now who would not would be, be in the grand would, prize draw. It would
3: be unfortunate if it's been the same people every day.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll get back to more of your uh, emails, In we're still taking those on Mayorkas and his vote. To be impeached yesterday, um, two fourteen to two thirteen, thanks to Steve Scalise, who was undergoing treatments for cancer, came back and got the one vote needed to impeach Mayorcus. So we're getting your thoughts. Is is this thing um, the impeachment? Is it needed, even though it's not probably going to go anywhere within the Senate? Do you think he needs to be impeached? Was this done or was this political? You can weigh in with your thoughts this morning. Wanted to get to this too, uh, to be able, be able to talk about this, this hour. Um, yesterday, the House voted on two bills dealing with harsh penalties for crimes against children. Representatives. The Idaho House. Idaho House. Right. Representatives approved a bill to allow death sentence to be recommended in some cases of lewd conduct with a minor. And they also okayed another bill to allow prosecutors to levy charges of sexual exploitation of a child when images of children are generated by artificial intelligence. So in other words, this wouldn't necessarily be an actual child. This would be a child generated with artificial intelligence. For instance, putting an image of a child maybe with the actual head of a real child on the AI-generated body or disseminating pornography, for instance, not a real child, but it is artificially intelligence-generated, um, that would also go under this particular bill. Um, eight, House Bill 515 would allow the death penalty in cases when the lewd conduct was against a minor under the age of 12, was especially heinous, atrocious, or cruel, manifesting exceptional depravity. Bruce Skog is the uh, co-sponsor of the bill. He acknowledged that in 2008, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to four that it was unconstitutional to impose the death penalty in child rape cases when the victim did not die. Skog said yesterday, I believe that was the wrong decision. Because the five justices and majority ruling uh, in that decision, Anthony Kennedy, John Paul Stevens, David Souter, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Stephen Breyer, are all no longer on the court. Scog says he thought that there might be a chance the decision could be overturned if it went to the Supreme Court. Two of the dissenting judges, Clarence Thomas Samuel Alito, are still on the court. said he thought because of the makeup, now being more conservative, he thinks that the uh, potential constitutional challenge could be overturned. I wanted to put this out there because this is another thing I want to get your thoughts on today. And I was thinking about this as i as I saw this last night preparing for the show today to talk about this um, my My first thoughts were you know it, it's a it's heinous it's horrible um i don 't know if death penalty is warranted. I mean for crying out loud we can't put you know murderers in our state to death it's been decades. We might have one on the twenty eighth of this month if thomas creech gets gets executed executed um that's still a little bit up in the air because it might be taken to the Supreme Court um but the other side of that th- then when I, as i was thinking about this what happens if it was my 12 year old 11 year old 12 year 10 year old child what happens if it was mine that was uh, let me see if i can uh, read this uh, again um this would be in cases against a minor under 12 that was especially heinous atrocious or cruel manifesting exceptional depravity if that was my 10 year old all of a sudden, my mind changes, and I'm that going, no, yeah. that,
3: that person needs to be put to yeah, death. That wouldn't be a very high threshold that they'd have to cross. Uh, Lisa in Boise says, if you give child molesting the death penalty, wouldn't child molesters, knowing they would get the death penalty if caught, kill the child rather than risk being found out? It's the same penalty either way, so the sociopaths, or socio- sociopathic ones probably wouldn't think twice about eliminating the evidence. That's...
2: Hmm. That, interesting. That actually take. kind of makes
3: sense. It's yeah. a little, little, you know, gruesome, but uh,
2: that's an interesting take.
3: I mean, it, and she explained it from the point of view of a sociopath. So that they basically are just people with no empathy. Yeah.
2: Which I mean, I mean, if, 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 if you're, I have if to, you're, do, if, if I you're, have
3: to do something to you uh, to make my life better, I will because you know that's what you're supposed to do, right?
2: Right. You know it, it, when it comes to you know the the wording of the bill and how how atrocious and the things that you would have to do to rise to the level of uh death penalty you those people you have to assume would be mentally ill right would be psychopaths well, to, to be able to in the do do that in the first place
3: i suppose i mean there's always been that argument that well, nobody would commit a crime like this if they were sane.
2: Ron in Meridian writes in, uh, that's a great question today, death penalty for predators of children. Oh, hell yes. We have become too easy on crime and forgetting about the victims that have been harmed or killed. 50 years of life for Creech, who now has seen God, time to let him shake the hand of Satan after admitting to 20 plus killings. I'm thinking those that he killed and their families would like to have continued living. There are those that have forgotten about the crimes committed and turned their back on the victims. Instead of the death penalty, just put them in general population and let the chips fall where they may. Justice needs to be swift and not let the lawyers get rich with their never-ending filings. Um, yeah, I, I personally, I would, have, yeah, I would have no problem putting them in general population because uh, people who commit Crimes against children don't do well in general population. The the unfortunate part of that is it's unconstitutional uh, because that would be considered cruel and unusual punishment, knowingly putting someone that you know would probably be beaten to death or v- sexually violated in some way in general population, knowing that would have happened and allowing it to happen would be considered
3: against s- the Constitution. Similar to if you took them out to the jungle and
2: tied them to a tree. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, Ron, but, yeah, constitutionally, it would have some problems. Jackie in uh, Payette, listening this morning on uh, 93.1 FM, good morning to you.
6: Good morning. This is Jackie. Yes. Hi, Jackie. I'm a former uh, dairy goat breeder and grew up around livestock, and I think a good uh, um, preventative measure for these men that mess with children uh, is to uh, castrate them via the same way we do our livestock. Uh, bend over, use the green Cheerio, if you know what I mean.
2: They're, uh, the band, you would band them.
6: Oh, you bet. No anesthetic.
2: Again, you know, that probably
3: a court would strike that down, but I understand oh, your probably. idea. Yeah,
2: I. I mean, I wouldn't have a... Uh, I don't have a problem with that. The court would strike that down once again because of cruel and unusual punishment because you'd be doing it without anesthesia. I don't have a problem though. If you, if you take away the urge as some of these people claim, Hey, I, I can't control my urge. All right. We'll do that for you. We'll uh, do it with chemical uh, and, castration. Yeah,
3: I was say, and there's chemical castration.
2: <laughs> you, yeah, don't, you don't even well, have to
3: bend over for that.
2: Yeah. I don't have a. I would. I, I would rather have that probably than the death penalty, knowing that this is probably not going to stand up in the Supreme Court. I, I. I don't think just because they've ruled on it, they, the Supreme Court has a hard time. They have done it in the past, as we have seen. You know, with the uh, Roe versus Wade, they will at times overrule themselves, but they don't like to. Interesting use of not going to stand up. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, need to take a break. Uh, if you want to weigh in, uh, either one of those two subjects right now, we'll take your call on the uh, House Bill 515 death penalty in uh, cases of lewd conduct against a minor. If you want to weigh in on that, or the Mayorkas conversation we've been having this morning. Uh, is it correct and proper that Mayorkas was impeached yesterday? If so, if you think it is, tell us why. If not, tell us why you think, and we'll get to more of your phone calls and
0: emails coming up. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
0: This is Casper and Chris
1: live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: 920. Once again, if you want to get in, we uh, do have some phone lines open at 208 336 3700. You can also email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, or Texas, same as our main number, Uh, Rachel in Boise, listening on 93.1 FM, good morning to you. Good morning.
6: How are you guys today?
2: Doing good. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Hey, thank you. Or if you don't celebrate, happy Wednesday.
6: Yeah, we celebrate. As a matter of fact, I've been giving out Valentine's to all my kids all morning. Oh, good for you.
2: Very nice.
6: So I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable vulnerable with you guys because I am a survivor of... (laughs) sexual molestation from my stepfather when i was at a very young age Mm. and i hear people talk about how you put them out in society and then um it's i don't remember the words that you said but they let society take care of them and then they say that it's unjust because you're putting them out there knowing that they're going to get taken care of by society and that's not fair but what really truly isn't fair is the fact that Not only me, but several other people who have endured the most horrible experience of their life has to live with it for the rest of their life. And it is always on their back, no matter what they do. And they could be doing really good, and then all of a sudden something triggers it, and you remember it all over again. Mm. So as far as I'm concerned, I think that the book should be slammed at them every single time because they don't have a right to take what they take away from us. They don't have a right to do that. So they shouldn't have any rights to have life themselves. 100% Some people great. take their life. Be- Some people take their life because of it, and it's just not fair. So I don't want to push when I don't want to
2: put words in your mouth. Um, your thoughts on this particular bill of having the death penalty for especially heinous conduct abusing children? Are you in favor?
6: Yes, I am okay. very much so in favor.
2: All right. I assumed that. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to assume without you actually uh, saying it. Um, and thank you for being vulnerable and uh, sharing that story with you because uh, you obviously have uh, more vested interest than uh, any of us and most of us listening this morning. So I uh, appreciate you sharing your thoughts, and I'm sorry that it happened to you.
6: Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and I just want people to know this side of things, so that when they call in, they can kind of take that into consideration, if right. that makes sense. It
2: does. Yeah, so, it does.
6: Especially when it comes to your kids.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> thank you for the call. So, thank you for no. sharing, and uh, thanks for the thoughts. Appreciate it. And and she had yeah,
3: a you, thank you. She had a point there too that uh, victims never really get over these things. No, I mean y- you can get. Any kind of uh, revenge or, or whatever you think you can get on the person who did it, but you're not going to get over it anyway. But yeah, even
2: if you were, allowed, it doesn't mean they should get, lo- you know, yeah, light sentences. Even if you were allowed to go out and say, "Hey, look, you know, they did this to you. You can do whatever you want." It's like, good. I want to kill them with a rock. Even though you're able to do that, it may f- make you feel better for a few seconds. Uh, but you're right; uh, it's not something as, you're uh, ever going to get over.
3: As as uh, Vito Corleone would say, "Well, she is alive, so that's not justice."
2: couple of emails um mike writes in um either mike writes in or he's just calling me out says mike you're a puppet of liberals sometimes i get it you need to upset people to get ratings good job well thank you appreciate that
3: yeah does it end there it's
2: the last time yeah oh well last time i got called a liberal
3: not the first time you've been called a puppet no
2: uh gary in napa Listing this morning on 670 AM says, I don't think the impeachment accomplished anything. If they had successfully impeached the first time, they may have said that they were making a statement, but when they failed on the first try, they just made the statement that they were disorganized, ineffective, and divided. That's from Gary. Randy writes in, Mayorkas has lied numerous times to the American public and to Congress. I don't think it's right that he doesn't enforce the rules and regulations when if we fly on a plane, we have to go through a lot more than what those people do to come across the border. just seems like it's not a tit-for-tat thing, and I would also like to know where my money is. Can I just cross the border or come back and get a check and a phone like they do? This is getting totally out of hand, sincerely and respectfully, Randy.
3: Jeff in Boise says impeachment procedures for Mayorkas is a waste of time knowing it will never get past the Senate. It would seem there are bigger issues for the House to take up, like preparing common sense legislation to alleviate the border crisis. Very disappointed in the amount of political posturing happening instead of actual constructive work our legislators are conducting. Third party candidates are sounding better and better.
2: Um, No name on this one. Uh, Does your station not support truth? Or are you so uninformed in your newsroom that you don't recognize when you promote propaganda? Mayorkas did not help promote a bill to protect the border. If you read the bill, it made illegal immigration legal. It codified our invasion. Please inform yourselves, your newsroom, and your listeners. I'm finding myself hungering from the truth from your station on almost all topics. I find it interesting that today I read how Obama made it legal to report uh, propaganda. Um, I, I, I don't think that that was Obama. It's called the Constitution and the Second Amendment. Or First Amendment, the, the rather. First, yeah, the First, first Amendment. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not something Obama made legal. First Amendment has been there since the Constitution. Oh. Um, and once again, I'll, I'll just reiterate, you know, you, you claim that we're uninformed and you say more, Mayorkas did not help promote a bill to protect the border. Mayorkas is the Department of Homeland Security head. He's a supervisor. Yeah. He is not a congressman. He does not make laws. He does not. He can't promote laws. He can say whether or not he can give his opinion on whether he thinks it's good law or not. Is that giving your opinion uh, legal grounds for impeaching somebody? Now, email just before, and I, and I would say, you know, out of all the things and the charges that were made, you might have something to stand on by saying if you can prove that he lied to, lied to Congress. If he lied to Congress that right there could be an impeachable offense. More likely though, I would say that that would be something that you would be held in contempt of Congress for lying to Congress rather than an impeachable. But I can see where you could impeach him for wanting to, or being uh, able to prove that he lied.
3: D.H. Uh, writes in and says, I know this is not important and it has little to no significance in the overall scheme of things. However, I was hoping that maybe people had caught the clash today between Senator Josh Hawley and Homeland Secretary Mayorkas, if you have not, it is very chilling, telling. The conversation is very telling of where Mayorkas' alliances may or may not be. P.S. being a descendant of survivors, Mr. Mayorkas, we are sort of befuddled by the position of our own Homeland Security chief. Our questions are endless.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing, and I'll agree with you. We're up on time here. Um, when we come back, I'll, I'll agree with you um, tell you why. We'll take a break. Phone lines are open. If you're on the line right now, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you after news.
1: Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. 9.35, uh, you got about
2: 20 minutes 20 minutes. If you want those tickets to see Kenny Chesney, text gravy, G R A V Y, to 208 336 3700. And then in uh, about 20 minutes or so, we will uh, instruct our computer program to pick one lucky winner at random. And they will get those Kenny Chesney tickets. Uh, if you d- If you don't win this morning, by the way, we still have tickets for you coming up tomorrow morning and Friday morning, too. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, David in Boise, listening on 93.1 FM. Thanks for being patient, sticking through the break there uh, with us this morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you.
10: Hey, good morning. And, and of course, I, I love the show. We all love the show, so we we don't mind waiting. It's uh, We actually got a few chuckles
8: this morning when the guy was calling you libs. <laughs> <laughs> it's
10: like, it's like, uh, uh, it's, uh Anyhow, I, we'll, we'll skip that. I know that's not the topic, but uh, there's a, a deal they should go and look at Libs of TikTok and you'll be blown away and, and then they'll see you guys are so far from being Libs. What I do like, or what we do like about the show is that we're able to call in with an argument and maybe, you know, get some clarity or not even agree with you guys. And I think if if we don't agree on, your, on conservatism or your way of conservatism, then all of a sudden you're a Lib. I don't think that's right. And so that's where we are. That's why we're in this trouble and that's why we've impeached our our deputy of Homeland Security, our, our leader of Homeland Security, sorry, our chair of Homeland Security, in, in an effort to what? To, to, to see if we can get some truth out of, out of Homeland Security and, and get some response. Have you guys seen, um, oh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. It is the deputy of Homeland Security. I, I believe she's an Obama, an ex-Obama, but uh, her name escapes me. I think it's Caneglo. King Christine Kingallo, I think is her name. Anyhow, I think what's going on here in this impeachment case is just the adults are home, they flip the lights on, and they want to know who was at the party, and what's the best way to do that? You know, if, um, if they can get a little bit of truth out of Mallorca's he may tell who his handler was, he may tell who else is involved, and then we might finally start getting some action on that border. The videos out of Texas are, are mind-blowing just mind-blowing
2: yeah
10: so so do you guys think that it'll stop with Mayorkas, or do you think this is just the beginning uh, you know of the car- the border cartel and I for lack of a better term to call them you know our cartel that seems <laughs> seems right, wrong man. but uh, so so how do we you know what do we name that and we don't want to mislabel it but you know they're cr- if they're they're being impeached so they're obviously criminals right they're guilty of something. Or, and even if it's dereliction of duty, they're guilty of something. So who else is involved? What's going on here? And what's great about this and what we learned by the, is it funny or Fanny? What we learned by the Willis case is that as soon as you start prosecuting the leaders, uh, the, the subordinates and the, the little underlings, they come out because they know they don't have the money for the litigation. They know they don't have the wherewithal to withstand that. And let's hope we get some truth out of these people. Now, my real question for you guys was, do you think it will stop with Majorcus? Because I don't think he's the, I do think he's part and parcel, but I don't think he's one hundred percent Doctor Evil as as they want to paint him. <laughs> yeah. you know, He may look yeah. the role he may look the part. But,
3: he is he has uh, bald after all. Oh, yeah.
2: And and, hey, look, I I don't, I don't like Mayorkas. I don't like the way he answers questions. And that was what I was going to say before we were going to break because somebody had talked about Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, uh, and and questioning, uh, Mayorkas this morning. And Mayorkas is, Horrible. He knows that each senator only has so many, so much time and he wastes as much time possible answering questions that are yes or no answers and refuses to answer yes or no and goes into a whole bunch of explanations before he can even ha- comes anything close to answering the question just because he knows that if he answers the question, it's not going to be good. Um, and Josh Hawley, I haven't seen the, the interview this morning, that the person pointed out, but he did kind of give a play-by-play. Play. Sounds like it's typical Mayorkas whenever he is in front of Congress um, for hearings.
3: Josh Hawley was on every liberal uh, news program about two weeks ago when he kept asking the guy from Singapore if he was a member of the Chinese Communist Party. Was he? No, because he's from Singapore, <laughs> not China. Uh, thank they're, you for they're different countries.
2: Thank you for the call, David. Appreciate the thoughts, uh, Gordon and Council. Listening on ninety-three point one FM. Good morning to you.
8: Good morning to you too. That's sure is true what you said about uh, Josh Hawley You know, asking questions and then Myarcus giving these long answers that by the time he's finished talking, he practically forget what the question is. He's certainly not identifying. Mister Myarcus is not identifying exactly what the plan is to uh, stop. Too much migration, but I was wondering: Have you noticed? Did Josh Hawley or Marjorie Taylor Greene get pretty specific about what needs to change to stop the too much migration?
3: In other words, their plan? Yeah. Uh not that I know of
2: um a lot oh, of them want and, a lot of them want well I mean biden to it, go back and just undo well, his just wanna, executive yeah. orders that he did the first few weeks that he was in office that reversed trump's executive orders on immigration yeah they, they said that, just, that is what has caused the problem. They basically just want the border closed i think
8: oh, well, I think that you can't use the pandemic for an excuse to keep him on the Mexico side anymore, so he didn't have much choice on that And and so, and Trump also his one of his ideas that no longer done is detaining families, you know, and separating the kids. Do some people still think that'd be a good idea to separate the kids? Because that was something that a uh, Biden undid, right, or was in favor not, of undoing? Not
3: exactly humanitarian. But yeah, yeah.
2: But that, yeah. In, in all fairness, that was something that the Obama administration put in. That wasn't something that the Trump administration put. Oh, right.
8: well, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the my you know there's been great migrations throughout history. You can't stop them. Uh, the well, we don't we don't want to
2: stop them. I mean, it, stopping immigration would be bad for the United States. Immigration. I'm sorry, I said immigration.
8: I meant to say migrations. There migration. Migrations. Stopping
2: migration would be bad for the United States. Well, you mean illegal immigration? <laughs> right? Illegal immigration is is what is not good.
8: Yeah. Oh, I'm saying it's. It really is good. The people that ask to tell the media what to say, I I'm, and politicians what to say. They really, we really, this migration is really helping America. It is the greatest thing for our economy. Um, there how, are just how, how, hundreds so, how of thousands how, of people? I, I get,
2: I get how migration is good for the economy. How is illegal migration good for the economy? They're, they're,
8: well, it's costing so us far, f- there's jobs. There's so many jobs that are being fulfilled now, and they're paying taxes and. And support and is helping pay my if, social if, if security and my yeah, if, if they're
2: doing that why did the federal government last year alone pay 451 billion dollars to house feed and give credit cards to illegal immigrants if that if that's such a good deal and they're they're paying their own way why did it cost taxpayers 451 billion dollars last year
8: I I think they're filling the ranks at the slaughterhouses and in the fields and they're just doing so much work and paying so many taxes it, there's, I don't think, that, how does that occur to you guys that maybe the Republicans and the Democrats are not actually trying to stop, they don't really want to fight that immigration because the, the, the billionaires are doing great with this because <laughs> there's so many workers and it's boosting our economy. You know, it's a fantastically good thing.
3: Well, I, I will say that quite often when you uh, say something in Washington, D.C. doesn't make sense, if you look at it from the point of view of billionaires, you'd go, "Oh, well, yeah, that's okay." Thanks <laughs> but, for the but, call. But most of us, you know, don't do that because we're not billionaires.
2: Tom and Emmett listening on six seventy a.m. this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOY.
7: Yeah, I'd like to thank Senator Jim Risch and Mike Crapo of Idaho for voting to send aid to Ukraine. I uh, still haven't joined the pro-Putin party yet. Uh, I have hopes that maybe the House house republicans will decide whether or not they want to go and support ukraine or if they want to go and just kind of wait until putin can have his way with europe
2: yeah well they've wow. already they've already said that uh as of now they're not even going to take up the vote so uh i don't unless something's changes here soon uh, as far as the uh bill i don't i don't think you're going to see the house even take up the uh vote thanks for the call um Pissed off writes in. I don't know if that's a real name or not. I think if, that, if it
3: is, that's why the, probably why they're pissed off. Uh,
2: they're talking about the uh, bill here in the Idaho legislature um, to put child porn, especially uh, if they are heinous um, child molesters, child molesters to death uh, under the if they molest a child under the age of twelve. Says I think the definition you're talking about should also apply to the so-called therapist who put my mentally ill son on hormone blockers after talking to him for half an hour and convincing them him that he is a girl that decision has ripped apart our family and has screwed him up for years to come what's your thoughts you know there's there's also been bills talked about that too where it may, to make it Ill, illegal um you know i i if that truly is well, does, your story that is not a good
3: good story does, does he like what's going on or does he not like what's going on the son i mean Doesn't say, right? Doesn't say. Okay. I'm just curious about that. Uh, Greg says, uh, Mayorkas took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. He has violated the all-enemies, foreign and domestic part of that oath by simply being compliant and not taking a stand on the border issue. But then D.C. would be a ghost town if all politicians were thrown in the Crowbar Hotel for not uh, upholding their oaths of office. I've never heard of it called Crowbar. I've heard Hotel. I've never
2: heard, heard, of, Hotel, yeah, I've never heard of Crowbar. I wonder if that was a, a spell check. But I don't know what uh, Crowbar would. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's interesting. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. One more break. Uh, one more segment on the way. Phone lines are open if you want to weigh in this morning. Uh, also, this is your final few minutes. If you want to text GRAVY right now, you can win yourself the tickets to see Kenny Chesney August 11th. Win them before you buy them. GRAVY. G-R-A-V-Y. 208-336-3700. Dan Bongino here. Join me today. I'm up after these guys. Casper and Chris. A news talk, KBOI. that's our main phone uh, line to get through. That's also our text line, final few minutes. Text GRAVY to 208-336-3700. Kenny Chesney tickets will award one lucky winner coming up here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Some emails, uh, actually text messages to get to. Illegal immigration is good for America because they don't qualify for Medicare. They don't qualify for Social Security. They don't qualify for any of those social work programs. What they do provide is a labor force that many of the Americans do not want to participate in, such as agricultural, low-paying jobs. Legal immigration brings in people that takes from our social network programs. Illegal immigration does not. That's not true. Uh, And once again, let me explain to you why that's not true. Congressional Budget Office says that last year, $451 billion, just last year alone, federal money was spent last year on feeding, Housing and paying for uh, medical needs for illegal immigrants who are in this country. So, say, if you say that there are approximately 7 million illegals who have entered our country in the last three years, if you take those 7 million illegals, which is a conservative estimate, and divide that number by 451 billion, that means that every illegal that is in our country Last year received fifty thousand one hundred forty-two dollars,
3: or the equivalent,
2: or the equivalent. Either in free housing, free food, getting credit cards to spend on whatever they want. Fifty thousand one hundred and forty-two dollars. So you can say, yeah, they don't get social. They don't qualify for social security. Don't qualify for Medicare. Sounds like they're getting better than that right now mm-hmm. because you can't make fifty thousand dollars in
3: social security. Mike writes in and says, Mayorkas' actions do not constitute high crimes and misdemeanors required for a conviction. While many observers argue the impeachment attempt itself is unconstitutional, Mayorkas is now the first sitting cabinet member in U.S. history to be impeached. The House leader is in second, a way... Second, by the way. Was the other one sitting or was he already finished?
2: I think he was sitting.
3: Okay. The, uh, the House leader is in a way impeaching the
2: House and his standings with the public with such nonsense. Joe writes in, the impeachment of Mayorkas was all political. Trump wants someone in the Democratic administration to be impeached. He doesn't want his own impeachment to look as bad as, as bad as Trump wants to point to someone else being impeached. The Senate will not convict because, again, it's political. It's interesting how the House, who can't make laws regarding the border or anything else, is responsible, along with Biden, for the border crisis. The House had a bill that helped with the border crisis. They killed it because Trump wanted to kill for political purposes. The House is a disaster and in shambles. Mike Johnson is in the back pocket of Trump and does whatever Trump wants. The time we will live in right now will be studied for years. No, it won't.
3: Julie says, uh, Mike and Chris, I listen every morning. This morning, one of you said Mayorkas can't make laws. This is a political attack on him. Mayorkas does not make laws, but he has taken action to allow people to come into the USA without proper documentation. Please listen to Michael Yawn, former Green Beret, who has been on the ground for the last several years monitoring the events at the border.
2: Ron in Weezer, listening on 670 AM this morning. We have uh, about 30 seconds here.
5: Uh, hi, I'm. Uh, it's
7: Ron. Uh, <clears throat> got two things for you: a playlist. Chadwick Stokes uh, has a song called "Crowbar Hotel." Oh, okay. Also, the other one, uh, if I want to re- resurrect, is "Rainbow Stew" by Merle Haggard. In Vietnam, we used to use that term, uh, the Crowbar Hotel, as uh the the jail at long bin Mm. vietnam
2: all right so i I guess that makes a
3: little more sense well yeah
2: yeah well Well, we
3: knew what he meant anyway you know but uh yeah yeah, i i didn't realize it was uh an expression other people used now i do
2: thanks for the phone calls and uh emails great conversation this morning appreciate uh both sides uh weighing in on this um we are uh, going to be on a 20 hour break you have a final one minute to get your text in right now texts right now gravy to 208